0: That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S code SUPER24.
1: Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers.
2: Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu slash visit. Hello! Hello. Welcome to BSP Believer Skeptic Podcast.
1: (laughs) The podcast where two idiots debate weird phenomena. I'm Chris, I'm the believer. I'm Cody, I'm the skeptic.
2: If this is your first time listening, we are an LGBTQ paranormal comedy podcast and this is a minisode.
1: Minisode. So how the minisodes work um, is we do a full episode every other week where we pick a paranormal topic and talk about it a lot-ish. And our minisodes come the week before and they tease that full episode.
2: Or give a hint.
1: Yeah, hint. Yeah, they're total teases. Um, and
2: this one is going to be really difficult.
1: <sighs> okay, mega trigger warnings in this one. Oh
2: yeah, a- absolutely trigger warning. on um, This episode will contain discussion of child abuse, murder, assault, etc. So if any of that you are sensitive to, you may want to skip the Minnesota and wait for next week's full episode, which will not contain any of that. True, it's going to
1: be weird. like This is definitely a hint, but... It's kind of a gruesome.
2: It's hint. yeah. This is pretty, pretty, pretty gruesome. At least mine is. I don't know what yours.
1: Mine is, is too. I, I actually was. I actually have never done this because I'm like, well, people like who tune in like know this stuff, but I actually put trigger warning at the top of mine, mm-hmm. so that's how I know. And then whenever Chris described his, I was like, oh, it's worse, a lot worse. And so, um, real quick, everyone, travel back in time a day and send Chris Break Leg Mojo um his show in the heights opens tonight and he leaves in a couple like an hour to, yeah, to go so
2: i'm uh, nervous but if you're in the phoenix area between may 17th and june 2nd hop on over to the mesa arts center and watch, see in the heights uh presented by mesa encore theater
1: yep yeah, and it's supposed to be a really good show i'll be going um two weeks from today thursday you don't even know what day. that was no today's friday two weeks from yesterday <laughs> This week, this week has been crazy. All right. So, with that, should we get started? Yeah. All right. Who wants to go first? I don't know. Um, is yours? If yours is more extra, maybe I should go first, and then yours will build on top of that.
2: <laughs> or I could go first, and then yours would be a little less. Like soften the blow. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to do that? Okay. Okay. Um. So the subject of my story has always kind of morbidly fascinated me and also weirded me out and creeped me out at the same time
1: this particular subject what? have you heard of this before oh yeah absolutely oh no I've never heard of this
2: um, it is one of the most bizarre of uh, true crime case, uh, cases I am talking about Mary Bell Mary Bell so Mary Bell was born in May on May 26 1967 so she'll be turning 52 in a few days
1: Wow oh, so she's still alive mm-hmm. okay
2: to a woman named Betty who was 17 herself at the time of Mary's birth Betty Bell. Um, well, she wasn't Belle originally.
1: Okay.
2: And it was said that Betty was a sex worker. And what I read, uh, they were unsure who the father was, although it was assumed it was a man named Billy Bell who Betty married and then became Betty Bell.
1: Okay. This is like Freddy Krueger, like raped by a bunch of men and she's like a sex worker.
2: Well, she wasn't raped. She, She a nun. She was a sex worker. Okay. So Billy turned out to be a criminal himself being arrested for armed robbery. Different family members accounted that Betty had tried killing Mary as a child on more than one occasion, trying to make her attempts look accidental in Mary's early years. Oh, God. It was even said that she tried to give Mary away to a woman she had met on the street. Oh, God. More often than not, Mary was left with relatives or acquaintances while Betty traveled to work. Needless to say, Mary had a less than stable upbringing. It was said that Mary suffered from brain damage due to the abuse from her mother, specifically her prefrontal cortex was damaged, a part of the brain that is associated with voluntary movements and decision-making.
1: Okay, uh-oh. In school, this is going somewhere, isn't it?
2: In school, Mary was said to be a chronic liar and very disruptive in class. Things would take a turn for the worse. On May eleventh, nineteen 1968, a few days before Mary's 11th birthday, Mary and Norma Bell, uh, no relation, were playing with a three-year-old child on top of an air raid shelter uh, when it was said that the boy fell, being severely hurt. This incident was written off as accidental. Mm -hmm. The following day, the mother of three young girls claimed Mary had attacked and choked their daughters, in which the authorities interviewed her about it, but no formal charges were made.
1: What was the result of the interview then?
2: Um, They just wanted to see what happened. but
1: I wonder what she said. uh, Yeah, uh,
2: that I I didn't get, so... Thirteen days later, the body of four-year-old Martin Brown was discovered in an abandoned house by two boys. Mary and Norma followed the boys into the house and had to be forced out by the police. Upon first glance, the police assumed the boy had overdosed based on pill bottles they found nearby. The following day, Norma Bell's father caught Mary choking his 11-year-old daughter, in which he slapped Mary and sent her home. Oh my god! Later that day, a nursery school was found vandalized in which authorities found notes that said... And this is all misspelled, so I'll say it the way it was spelled. Fook of, we murder, watch out, Fanny and Faggot. And another note saying, we did not did murder Martayan Brown, Fook off, you bastard. Both, wow, she went
1: on a crime spree.
2: Yeah, so both, uh, obviously, the messages were littered with misspellings. Yeah. A few days later, Mary Bell showed up to Martin Brown's home asking to see him when his mother told him he was dead. Or told her he was dead. Mary replied with, oh, I know he's dead. I wanted to see him in his coffin. Oh, my God. Two months later, uh, two months later, three-year-old Brian Howe disappeared, which prompted an immediate search. Mary told Brian's sister that the boy uh, may, may be playing in a heap of concrete blocks that were nearby. Sure enough, the boy's body was found there, strangled, with the letter M scratched into his body and other parts of his body mutilated by scissors, including his genitals. Oh, God. Upon examination, it was suggested that the killer was a child since very little force was used. Children were being questioned in the area, including Mary and Norma, whose stories were inconsistent, so they brought them in for questioning. Mary denied the charges, but it was Norma who finally broke down and told how she watched Mary kill the boy.
1: Wow. So Mary was what, 12 at this time?
2: Uh, almost 11, yeah. Okay. In December 1968, Norma was acquitted while Mary was convicted on two cases of manslaughter. She was eventually sentenced to an indefinite sentence in prison. She would serve a total of 12 years being released in 1980 at the age of
1: 23. Wow. So she was in like a real federal prison at the age of 12, 13, 14? I don't know. Oh, my God. I
2: mean, this was in the UK. So I don't know how their prison structure. yeah, Yeah, exactly. Uh, due to the tabloids and sens- uh, sens- sensationalism <laughs> of her story mary was granted anonymity upon her release okay she had a daughter 4 years
1: later no oh, gross uh
2: the daughter knew nothing of her mother's past until reporters discovered mary and the two had to leave their home mary's daughter uh her uh, mary's daughter's anonymity only covered her until she was 18 But in 2003, Mary won a battle that would extend her and her daughter's anonymity for life, a type of court order that would henceforth sometimes be called a Mary Bell order. Really? In 2009, Mary's daughter gave birth to a girl. Anonymity was also granted to the grandchild. The story of Mary Bell has been told in books, movies, documentaries, and even in song. One of these being from one of my favorite bands, Perfume Genius, with a song titled Look Out, Look Out. Shut up. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. I'll, obviously, we can't play it on here for legal reasons, but I'll show it to you in a bit. Hum a few bars. Look out, look out, look out, look out. There are murders about... Yeah. Oh, cool. It's a creepy ass song. That's
1: like your woman for tonight, too.
2: So, that is the story of murder, uh, murderess Mary Bell at the Edge of Eleven. Oh
1: my God. So, first thing is whenever you were reading the letter that she wrote, the fu- that's like me reading other languages on the podcast is what that reminded me of.
2: <laughs> but I was actually reading what she wrote. Yeah. And I, pronounced it correctly. I was like,
1: "That what was the German thing that I kept messing up? Uh, Guterstuhn or something. Von Goethe. Von Goethe. <laughs> that's, I'm like Mary Bell's writing. That's my that's my foreign voice.
2: Except she's 11 and you're 500. <laughs> As of a couple days Anyway. Ago. Yeah. Oh, I had
1: a birthday last week. Yay. <laughs> now I'm officially 100. Um, so So... What is interesting to me, one is there's no information about how people reacted to some of this. Like whenever she went to the neighbor and said, "I want to see her in her coffin," mm-hmm. I want to know what her neighbor did. Yeah, because could you imagine? But also, I guess there's no information about her because if you can't heal that brain damage, yeah. So her and raising then, a child anonymously, all, like hidden away, it's also
2: a question of nature versus nurture. Was it her brain damage, or was it the way she was abused? Yeah, or both.
1: I would. It would be interesting to talk to her kid and grandkid to be like well,
2: they're anonymous. Nobody knows except for the government. And I know the, that
1: sucks. Well, hopefully they kept tabs at least to make sure that they weren't. I, I mean, she's continuing been the, in the cycle. Eyeing,
2: so, like, no, it's not happening. You know, of course they keep tabs on them. So. God.
1: Okay. Well, wow. well, Mary Bell. i would oh, never God. heard any of that. Yep. Okay. Well, that's going to be a great lead-in <clears throat> to my story. This is the story of. Oh God! It's foreign stuff. Emerjit Sada. Does that sound pretty good? Yeah. He literally he did a little like head to, like hmm, that was okay. It was it's ea-
2: ea- ea- Eastern Indian. I don't <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce a lot of Eastern Indian <laughs> that words. Was Mary Bell Quality. Am- Amarjit, Amarjit. Amarjit. Amarjit Sada. Am- Amarjit. Yeah.
1: Um, and he is a quote unquote serial killer, kind of. So he was born in the small village of Bagursure. Oh, God. Bagusuri, Bihar, India. Hmm. We're just going to leave it at that in the 90s. There's actually not, um, say this up front, there's not a lot known about him because a lot of this, um, I guess, also being in a small village in India, not a lot of media or whatever, but a lot of this was kept hush hush from yeah. the family. But he started killing, and so that's why I'm going to get into the killing and the victims and stuff. So he started killing approximately one year before he was finally turned over to the authorities. Now, during that one-year time frame, he killed at least three times. So, in one year, he killed at least three people. How old? All of them were babies. No, well, how old was old. Amarjit? We'll see. That, that oh. comes. All of them were babies from the local village, with the oldest being his eight-month-old sister. Gross. So, every, all the three victims, at least, were eight months or under. Um So it's unknown why he targeted babies, but they basically kind of seem to be the fact that they were small and unable to defend themselves. The third victim, though, is where he was caught. Why? Because the first two were family members, and the family didn't want to draw attention to the murders. So they apparently knew what was going on, and they knew that he was... You know, like something was wrong with him, mm-hmm. so they kept it concealed and didn't talk about it. That's fucked. Up. And because of that, it, lear- it led let, to the third. Let's death just that let it about. go. Yeah, you know, it's like we don't we don't want to bring disgrace. Like you know, they might have been run out of town. Let's just keep this under wraps, and that's it. Which that's led to a death. really
2: fucked up. I understand yeah. the cultural differences, but that's really fucked up.
1: Oh, agree. Like in any culture, you know, anything that could lead to someone else being injured, you mm-hmm. know, it's like you got to get over it. Well, the third victim was the infant of a neighbor in the village of Musahari long-ass word and long-ass word apparently the child was asleep in a crib at a school unattended while her mother did chores nearby emergit Sada crept close to the baby's bed grabbed her took her to a field where he knew no one would hear her crying with a brick he bludgeoned the baby in the face until she died that's
2: fucked up yeah
1: he then covered the body with grass and leaves so here's the thing like i know this is pretty gruesome but we've talked about a lot of gruesome crimes and stuff over so what's kind of the thing here when the third victim happened, he was eight years old. Mm-hmm. So when he started killing, he was seven. A seven and eight-year-old boy. So and I, I was, thought I
2: had you beat with a 10-year-old. Yeah, I was
1: like, whenever I read this, I was like, he's so he was seven when he started killing. I mean,
2: not to validate either of these, Yeah, but what's more rare about mine is that it's a female.
1: Too. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. We're playing um, one-upping each other with <laughs> yeah. the child murders. Yeah, <laughs> okay, <right>. you win. <laughs> Well, but here's the thing though, is how was he caught? Well, apparently he was a really creepy kid and everyone suspected him of previous violence. So they all so when ev- this happened, everybody in the village yeah, knew they he's... all basically pointed fingers at him, mm-hmm. the police questioned him, and he happily confessed. He took them right to the spot where the baby was that, buried.
2: That sounds like sociopathy. Yeah,
1: he he talked openly and joyfully about the murder when he was taken to the police station. So I guess not as poor and asked why he killed the babies. He just laughed and smiled and just instead asked for cookies because they had cookies at the police station. Yeah, that is total sociopathy. Exactly. So so it's like so what's wrong with this kid? Well, a psychoanalyst from uh, the air somewhere, um, mm-hmm. Patna Shamashan Hussein. Oh, um, oh, oh oh, he's the the psychoanalyst is from Patna. And his or her name is Shamshad Hussein, surmised that the boy was a developing sadist. In other words, he was a born killer. Mm-hmm. Had he not been stopped, he would have obviously looked for other vulnerable infants to kill and would have gotten more brutal. He she, he seemed to show no remorse, obviously, mm-hmm. and they show that he did not know the difference between right and wrong.
2: That mm-hmm. was just like Mary Bell. She just yep. no remorse. Whatsoever. No remorse,
1: just kind of did. You know what he what was fun and interesting. However, there was no evidence of the type of prolonged torture characteristic of Sadis, so it seemed more likely that he's a thrill killer deriving pleasure from the act of killing at eight years old.
2: He, oh, my God. He's yeah. like a serial killer. Exactly.
1: Though. And he would have been if they—if he wouldn't have been so young and just now innocent, I, innocent now turning Now I know what in. happened to him. Come on. Yeah. So eventually <laughs> doctors diagnosed the boy with a conduct disorder, which mm-hmm. is a severe chemical imbalance in the brain, which caused him to derive pleasure from inflicting pain. So he actually derived pleasure from it, and it kept him from feeling any remorse or wrongdoing. It is believed, though, that this chemical imbalance can be successfully treated, completely successfully treated, as said, with medication. Mm-hmm. That's probably a good thing because... In the U.S., a child who commits an especially heinous offense can legally be tried as an adult, Mm -hmm. right? India has different rules which prevented Seda from facing any lifelong legal consequences. In fact, the absolute longest sentence Seda could have faced was three years in a juvenile facility. That's so crazy. So, he received full freedom on his 18th birthday. Fuck. So, he's free now? And on top of that, where is he now? Well, supposedly he left the youth home like i guess where he went after prison behind Mm -hmm. and started the next chapter of his night life that chapter is completely unknown i looked and could not find anything on him and they think that he changed his name to samurgit to help protect his privacy that's it so all we can really hope is Is that that samurgit took his medications kind of got himself straightened out with that And I guess, like, Mary Bell is living a normal life. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully.
2: We both had some really fucked up cases today. Isn't it?
1: Right? I mean, yours is, like, really gruesome. Mine is just the idea of someone seven and eight years old being that way you again,
2: know again like there's no talk of abuse on your case so who mm-hmm. knows nature versus nurture you know? exactly
1: and that seems so little is known about his family life and everything mm-hmm. there well especially so...
2: because as you say even when they did the first two they kept everything hidden so they yep. pr- probably from a cultural standpoint they also kept his illness and like his weirdness hidden so or anything that happened in the home hidden so nobody yep. really knew
1: that's true and and it, it is they probably worked really hard at that but even despite that all the village knew that he was off. So that's the thing is, I guess the kid was so twisted that everybody knew that, you know, the second there were like something bad's happened, everyone's like, Amarjeet! That's messed
2: up. I know. Well, everyone, you will have a wonderful rest of your day! <laughs> so this was a really dark Minnesota, but um, our our full episode's gonna be dark in a different in a different way but it has nothing to do with murder
1: yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be creepy yeah but like really interesting i don't know a lot about it yet but chris Ah, does yes so i'm ready to learn so everyone try to guess what our full episode is from this have a great day wish chris legs
0: breaking (laughs) and (laughs) bye Bye. with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere
1: dearly beloved we are gathered
2: here today to